Another exciting episode of Storytime Anytime. Today you are going to meet the three little pigs, Little Red Riding Hood and Sleeping Beauty. These characters are in stories called fairy tales. Fairy tales aren't true stories. They are traditional stories that have been passed down from storyteller to storyteller and recorded in books. In our first fairy tale, the three little pigs learn a valuable lesson when they leave home to build homes of their own. Twin Sisters Digital Media presents The Three Little Pigs, written by Eric Subin. The Three Little Pigs Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. When the time came for them to leave home, their mother gathered them together and gave them a warning. Beware of the wicked wolf, she said, for he loves to eat little pigs. Who cares about an old wolf, said the first little pig skipping away. Soon he met a man carrying a bundle of straw. Sell me some straw, said the little pig. The man did, and the first little pig built himself a little straw house. Soon, the wicked wolf came along. Little pig, little pig, he called. Let me come in. Not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, cried the first little pig. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. And he did. The first little pig scampered away. The second little pig met a man loaded down with sticks. Sell me some sticks, said the pig. The man did, and the pig built himself a little stick house. Soon his first little brother ran through the door and cried, The wicked wolf is chasing me. Before long, they heard the wolf's growly voice. Little pig, little pig, he called. Let me come in. Not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, said the second little pig. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. The wolf did as he said. And the two little pigs ran off together. The third little pig met a man pushing a cartload of bricks. Sell me some bricks, said the pig. With the bricks, the third little pig built himself a solid, sturdy house. 
Along came his two brothers, running hard and crying. The wicked wolf is after us. Soon, the three little pigs heard the wolf. Little pig, little pig, let me come in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin, said the third little pig. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. Well, he huffed and he puffed, but he could not blow down that solid, sturdy brick house. The wolf thought he would trick the little pig into coming outside. Little pig, he called sweetly, I know where there's an orchard full of tasty apples. Where? called the third little pig. At Farmer Brown's yard, said the wolf. Meet me at six o'clock tomorrow and I will take you there. That little pig was up at five o'clock. By the time the wolf got to Farmer Brown's yard, the pig was sitting in a tree munching fruit. The wolf sat beneath the tree and waited for the pig to come down. Little pig, he called. How are the apples? Try one and see, said the little pig. He threw an apple with all his might. While the wolf ran after it, the little pig jumped down and scurried home with his basket of fruit. That evening, the wolf tried again. Little pig, he called, come with me to the fair at Smithtown tomorrow. I'll call for you at five o'clock. Well, that little pig was up at four o'clock. He ran to the Smithtown fair and bought himself a new butter churn. On his way home, the little pig spied the wolf angrily trudging up the hill to the fair. The little pig climbed inside his new churn and rolled down the road. Wham! The speeding churn knocked the wolf into the next county. He was never heard from again. With the sweet apples and the fresh churned butter, the little pig made a pie for his brothers, and they lived in the solid, sturdy little brick house happily ever after. That was a great new ending to this classic story. I love how the little pigs outsmarted the wicked wolf. In our next story, you will meet another wicked wolf, Let's find out what happens when Little Red Riding Hood visits her grandmother because she is sick in bed. Twin Sisters Digital Media presents Little Red Riding Hood Written by Rebecca Bonder Little Red Riding Hood once upon a time, a kind grandmother stitched and sewed a red-hooded cloak for her one and only granddaughter. I will wear it everywhere I go, promised the loving child. And she did. She wore the beautiful garment so often that everyone called her Little Red Riding Hood. One day, the gentle old woman fell ill. Your grandmother loves you so very much, said Little Red Riding Hood's mother. You should go to her cottage. A visit from you will make her feel better. 
Let's pack a basket of grandmother's favorite things, suggested Little Red Riding Hood. Her mother took out a basket and they filled it with muffins, cheese, apples, and a jug of fresh milk. Now, hurry on your way, said Little Red Riding Hood's mother. Don't dilly-dally and don't talk to any strangers. As Little Red Riding Hood skipped through the woods, she saw her friend the woodcutter. She waved to him as she continued on her way. It was a beautiful day, and Little Red Riding Hood walked along happily, greeting the squirrels and the singing birds. By the time a wolf appeared from behind a tree, Little Red Riding Hood had forgotten what her mother had told her. Hello, my child, said the wolf. Where are you going on such a pleasant day? I am taking this basket of treats to my grandmother who is ill, said Little Red Riding Hood. Isn't that kind of you, said the clever wolf. And where does your grandmother live? Her cottage is near the stream, just past the pine grove answered Little Red Riding Hood, for she did not know that the wolf was wicked and cunning. Aha, thought the wolf to himself. Now that I know where the grandmother lives, I can trick her and the child. By day's end, I will have gobbled up both of them. I am certain your grandmother would love to have some flowers, too, suggested the wolf. Why don't you stop here and pick some for her? What a wonderful idea, exclaimed Little Red Riding Hood. While Little Red Riding Hood picked daisies and buttercups for her grandmother, she did not notice the wicked wolf sneaking off in the direction of her grandmother's cottage. When the wolf arrived at the cottage, he boldly knocked on the door. Who is it? called Grandmother. It is I, your dear little Red Riding Hood, replied the wicked wolf in a soft voice. Come right in, my darling child, said Grandmother. That mean wolf wasted no time. He grabbed Grandmother and gobbled her up in one gulp. Then he put on Grandmother's cap and nightgown and settled comfortably into her bed. Oh, my poor sick Grandmother, said Little Red Riding Hood as soon as she arrived at the cottage. You do not look well. Look what big ears you have. All the better to hear you with, my dear, said the sly wolf. But what big eyes you have, said Little Red Riding Hood. All the better to see you with, my dear, replied the wolf. But what a big mouth you have, said Little Red Riding Hood. And with that, the wolf jumped out of bed, tore off the nightcap and shouted, All the better to eat you with. You silly girl! 
Little Red Riding Hood called for help as the wolf chased her around and around. The woodcutter, who happened to be nearby, heard Little Red Riding Hood's cries. He rushed inside Grandmother's cottage and hit the wolf on the head with a branch. The wolf fell to the floor. I think he has eaten my poor grandmother, cried Little Red Riding Hood. The woodcutter immediately cut open the wolf's stomach with Grandmother's sewing scissors. At last, Grandmother was free. She gave Little Red Riding Hood a big hug while the woodcutter sewed the wolf's stomach back up. When the wolf awoke, he saw the woodcutter, Grandmother, and Little Red Riding Hood standing over him. He was so surprised and frightened that he jumped up and ran deep into the woods. The cruel, scheming wolf was never seen by anyone again. Thank you, brave woodcutter, said Grandmother. You have saved our lives. Won't you please stay and share our lunch, said Little Red Riding Hood. The three unpacked the basket of treats and sat down at the table together. They laughed and celebrated for the rest of the day, knowing that the wicked wolf was gone for good. Another happy ending! That's awesome! I'm very happy the brave woodcutter was nearby to help Little Red Riding Hood and her grandmother. In our last fairy tale, let's find out what happens when a king and queen hold a special feast to celebrate the birth of their daughter, Briar Rose. Twin Sisters Digital Media presents Sleeping Beauty Retold by Charles Fromm Sleeping Beauty Once upon a time, a very long time ago, there lived a king and a queen. The two had everything that a king and queen could want. Everything except a child. And this they wanted more than anything else. One day, while the queen was bathing in a forest stream, a frog hopped up to her and spoke. All of your wishes will be fulfilled, croaked the frog. You will give birth to a child within a year's time. The frog's words came to pass. A year later, the queen gave birth to a perfect little baby daughter. They named her Briar Rose. The king and queen were so overjoyed by the child's birth that they decided to have a grand feast to celebrate. The king thought it would be wise to invite the 13 local fairy women. Unfortunately, he had only 12 golden plates, so the king decided to invite 12 of the fairies. The day of the banquet finally arrived. It was the most splendid feast that the kingdom had ever seen. When everyone had their fill of food and drink, 
the fairy women began presenting the newborn princess with gifts. They gave her splendid gifts such as wisdom, beauty, and grace. After the eleventh fairy had given her gift, the castle door flew open and the thirteenth fairy stormed in. Although I was not invited to celebrate the child's birth, cried the wicked fairy, I too have a gift. On her fifteenth birthday, the princess shall prick her finger on a spindle and die. With that, she turned and ran from the hall. In the silence that followed, the twelfth fairy stepped forward. She was the only fairy who had yet to give the princess a gift. On the princess's fifteenth birthday, said the gentle fairy, she will prick her finger on a spindle, but she will not die. She will fall into a deep sleep lasting one hundred years. The king and queen were stricken with grief. To help Briar Rose avoid her misfortune, the king collected all of the spindles from all of the spinning wheels in the kingdom and had them destroyed. Fifteen years passed, and the kingdom had all but forgotten about the evil fairy's curse. All of the good fairy's birthday wishes were fulfilled, and the princess was as kind and clever as she was beautiful. On Briar Rose's 15th birthday, she decided to explore every nook and cranny of the castle. After a time, Briar Rose came upon a stairwell that she had never been up before. She climbed the narrow, twisting stairwell until she reached a wooden door with a little key in the lock. Briar Rose turned the key and opened the door. Sitting in a tiny room was an old woman. She was working on a machine that Briar Rose had never seen before. Good day, Granny, said the princess politely. What are you doing? I'm spinning, said the woman. Would you like to try? As soon as Briar Rose reached for the spinning wheel, she pricked her finger on the spindle and the curse was fulfilled. Briar Rose fell upon a bed that stood in the tower room and dropped into a deep, sound sleep. The good fairy's enchantment was so strong that everyone and everything in the castle fell soundly asleep as well. The king and the queen fell asleep on their thrones. The cook fell asleep in her kitchen. Even the bees in the garden fell asleep. As the years passed, a hedge of thorny briar roses grew around the castle. The legend of the slumbering castle traveled far and wide. Many brave young men tried to enter the thorny fortress, but the briars had grown so thick and wild that no man could get through. 
After many years, the story of the beautiful sleeping princess reached a young prince in a distant land. The prince decided that he must see if the legend was true. He traveled by day and by night until he reached the enchanted kingdom. The prince came upon an old man near the briar-covered castle. Sir, said the prince, I will share my supper with you if you will tell me the story of the sleeping maiden. The old man agreed. The next morning, the prince told the old man that he planned to see the beautiful briar rose with his own eyes. The old man tried to discourage the brave prince, but the prince had already made up his mind and only laughed at the old man's warnings. The prince mounted his horse and rode to the castle. It was exactly 100 years since Briar Rose had gone to sleep. When the prince approached the thorny hedge, the briars parted and let him pass unharmed. The prince needed all his courage to enter the castle. He could hear his footsteps echo as he searched for the sleeping princess but he couldn't find her anywhere. Finally, the prince climbed up the same twisting staircase that Briar Rose had climbed earlier, and there he found the sleeping princess. Briar Rose looked so beautiful as she slept that the prince's heart was filled with love. He knelt down and placed a tiny kiss on the princess's forehead. The moment that the prince kissed her, the spell was broken and Princess Briar Rose awoke from her slumber. She looked up at the prince and fell in love. The prince and Briar Rose walked down from the tower hand in hand. The two found the whole castle astir. The king and the queen were stretching on their royal thrones. The cook went back to her cooking, and once again the bees started buzzing. A few days later, Briar Rose and her prince were married, and everyone in the kingdom lived happily ever after. I hope you have enjoyed these classic fairy tales. I think my favorite was The Three Little Pigs. What was your favorite story? Until next time, keep reading, listening, and learning. This has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. 
You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.